Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast. I love you, now go to sleep. These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin. Dashie was sitting in her room. She was sewing clothes for her toy dolls in her toy house. She was cutting through cloth, making a very pretty skirt for one of her dolls, when the octo alert went off. Without thinking, she put the scissors in her pocket, put her yarn and cloth to the side, and jumped down into the tube from her bedroom. She slid through the tube, until she popped out an HQ. As she walked towards the control panel in the center of the room, all the other aquanauts gathered around. There was Professor Inkling, there was Shellington, there was Tweak, Peso, Quasi, and of course Captain Barnacles. Turnip was there as well. Captain Barnacles said, Aquanauts, we have an emergency distress call. Who's it from, Captain? said Quasi. That's the mystery. I don't know. We're not sure where it's coming from, but... We do know it's coming from a badge we've given to one of our friends. We just don't know which one. But whoever it is, they need help, and we need to go rescue them. Dashie said, All right, sounds great, Captain. What do you need us to do? Captain Barnacle said, Peso, Dashie, and Tweak, you're with me. The rest of you stay here and take care of the octopod. We don't know how to get exactly to where we're going, so we're going to use a yellow portal to get us there. Causey said, How can you do a yellow portal, sir? Only Astro the Unicorn and her magic friends can make portals. Captain Barnacle said, They gave me a magic potion which will make us a yellow portal. We just need to tell it where we want to go and it'll take us there. Captain Barnacle, Dashy, Peso, and Tweak all left the octopod in the guppe. Who do you think it could be? said Dashy. I don't know, said Captain Barnacle, but we're aquanauts, and we always help those in trouble. Wherever this person is, they're on land, so we need to get to land, too. The gup swam up to shallower water and out onto the shore. The four aquanauts popped out. Captain Barnacle had the magic potion in his hand, and he said to the magic potion, Take us to where the octo-alert is being sounded from so we can help our friends. He threw the magic potion up into the air. The potion burst into a flare of magical wonder, beginning to spin until it created a vortex that created a wormhole that went through space. All four aquanauts jumped into the wormhole, sliding and sloshing around in this magical fairy pixie dust tunnel. They traveled very, very fast and very, very far in only a matter of seconds. Before long, they popped out of the tunnel on the other side landed on the grass. Wherever they were, they had reached their destination. They just didn't know what that was. They got up and looked around. Nothing looked familiar. This place was very, not strange, but different. They hadn't been here before. There were very tall, white cliffs with shrubbery along a coastal line. There were short-lying bushes and some trees, but mostly grassy area and lots of rock. Off in the distance, aside a steep cliff 
was a castle with tall yellow stone turrets and overgrowth everywhere, trees growing out of windows and out of rock. Peso said, Oh, Captain, look at that castle. Do you think that's where the distress signal may have come from? Captain Barnacle said, It's at least a good place to start. Aquanauts, we need to move. Dashie took a few pictures with her camera to, take, uh, to make memories of this place and the beautiful castle that sat along this cliff coastline. But before they could even get started, something happened. Peso stepped on something on the ground, something that went click. And then he said, Captain, I think I just stepped on a whoa. Before they knew it, a huge box encompassed them in a big cage. Walls went up on all sides and then a little roof. It was a slat cage made out of old wood and metal. It was a trap, a trap that had been set in the ground by someone. But who? The aquanauts all tried to struggle against the cage. And then, out of nowhere, from behind a rock, which technically is somewhere, not nowhere, stood the Blue Meanie. Captain Barnacle said, The Blue Meanie? We haven't seen him in a long time. I wonder where he had been, said Peso. Dashy took a picture of the Blue Meanie, and he said, No pictures! So you think you're here to steal my prize, do you? Your prize, said Captain Barnacle. We're here to help a friend. We're here to answer a distress call. I bet you are, said the Blue Meanie, but you won't be getting to him first. I'm going to get to him first. Get to who, said Dashy? The Great Beast. Dashy went, uh, and Tweak went, uh, and Peso went, oh no, and Captain Barnacle said, not the Great Beast. The Aquanauts had met the Great Beast a long time ago in the forest. He was like a big dog with hair all down his body, but also feathers, and he had huge wings to fly. They thought he was mean at first, but he turned out to be very friendly. And they helped him, and he got better because he was hurt, and then he flew away. And that's when they knew they had a friend forever, but they hadn't seen him since then. You can't take the great beast, said Tweak. He's our friend. We're here to help him. Now let us out of this cage. The blue meanie said, I will take this great dog, and I will take his fur and feathers. From his fur I will make the most luxurious coat, and from his feathers I will make a cape that lets me fly. Fly! <laughs> Captain Barnacle says, We'll stop you. The Blue Meanie said, Not if you don't get out of that cage, you won't, and you won't. He jumped down off his rock, and he ran towards the castle, laughing as he left. The Aquanauts were stuck. They were in a cage, and how were they going to get out? Captain Barnacle said, Let me try bear strength. He put two hands, one on each slat of the cage, and with all his might he tried to pull them apart as best as he could. They creaked and they groaned under his bare strength, but they didn't budge. Captain Barnacle said, oh, It's no good. Does anyone else have any ideas? Dashie said, Well, Captain, the, the metal, the, the wood sounded like it was starting to give, but my strength wasn't enough. Maybe your strength just needs a little help, said Peso. Yeah, said Tweak, let's all try together. Use your bear strength again, and we'll use our strength too. Maybe we can break the cage open. Captain Barnacle said, you're right. If we work together, we can do anything. He went back again to the slat, one paw on each side, and he pushed and he pushed, and the wood began to go kick, 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 
as it started to give, the other Aquanauts came in. Peso on one side, Tweak and Dashie on another. All of them pulling with their might. The wood went... <coughs> and Captain Barnacle went... Their strength! The wood gave way with a loud crack. The cage broke open on one side. Splinters flew everywhere. They crawled out of the cage, free of its confines. We got out, said Peso. Now we have to go help our friend. Captain Barnacle said, That's true. Everybody, on the move. The Aquanauts ran. The castle was pretty far away, but there was a small dirt path wandering along the cliffs through the grass to get there. They moved as fast as they could. They came to the castle fairly quickly, quicker than they had thought, but they were in a rush to help their friend. The castle was tall, yellow brick covered in algae on one side, weathered by the sea on the other. Trees were growing through and out the windows. Everything was overgrown. It was quite beautiful. Dashie said, You really think our friend the great beast lives here? Captain Barnacle said, He must. It would make sense why we didn't hear him on the distress. He doesn't speak that much, does he? He would have just pushed the distress button, and we would have come running. They climbed the tower. Captain Barnacle said, Shh! We have to be quiet. The blue meanie might already be inside with our friend, and if that's the case, we're going to have to sneak up on them to help him. They went in as quietly as they could. The castle had a huge courtyard, open and wide, with a courtyard of stone, steps, and arches all around. In the center was something they had never seen before. It was a huge nest. A huge nest big enough to hold a great beast. And in the center of that nest were three eggs. The eggs themselves were small compared to the nest, but each one was about the size of an aquanaut. Dashie said, Captain, do you think the blue meanie already got the great beast and just left these eggs behind? Peso said, I don't see signs of a struggle. I think the great beast, if he had been attacked, would have lost lots of feathers and hair, and I don't see much around here except for what he's molted. There was hair and feathers around, but it looked old. The great beast hadn't been here, at least not in the last few hours. Captain Barnacle thought, This is strange. Where's the great beast? Why would he call for help and not be here? All of a sudden, they heard a crack. Dashie said, Look at the nest. The eggs started to move. Crack, crack. Captain Barnacle said, The eggs are starting to hatch. Where is our friend the great beast? Said, Pe said Peso. I don't know. Just at that moment, they heard a screech in the sky. Not really a screech, but more like a bird screech mixed with a dog bark. And then the sound of wings, big wings, flapping hard against the sky. The beast came down floated to the ground, resting right on top of his eggs. Captain Barnacle said, Our friend, great beast, watch out! There's the blue meanie somewhere in here, and he's trying to... At that moment, they heard the sound of an electric gun go... And before they knew it, the great beast was covered in a massive net, each end of the net securely fastened to the ground, holding the great beast in place.
The great beast tried to get up on his legs and flap his big wings, but as he tried to move, a strong electric shock went. The beast went. He couldn't move. Every time he moved, he was electrocuted, and he knew that if he moved too much, his eggs might get hurt. The blue meanie came out on the other side of the courtyard. <laughs> the great beast is mine. Then he looked at the octonauts and said, How did you escape my cage? Captain Barnacle said, We work together as a team. The blue meanie said, Well, you better work against this. The blue meanie started shooting his laser gun. A part Captain Barnacle said, Everybody spread out. The gun was bouncing, ricocheting off stone, causing little bits of rubble to be carved out of the walls. Don't get hit, you'll get stunned by his gun. Yeah, Captain Barnacle said, Peso, you and I will distract Blue Meanie. Tweak, Dashy, you two need to get to our friend, the Great Beast. Pachoo, pachoo, pachoo. Captain Barnacle did flips and somersaults and jumped off the walls. Peso slid on his tummy all around the stone, drawing the fire from the Blue Meanie. The Great Beast tried to move again, but he got electrocuted and fell to the ground. He was keeping his eggs covered and protected, but he couldn't take much more of his electrical shock. Tweak looked around and said, There's got to be some sort of an electrical box that's making the wires electric. we got to find it. Dashy said, Look, over there by his tail. Over by the great beast's tail was indeed a box, and that box was making a buzzing noise. Every time the great beast moved, the box made a buzz and electrocuted the great beast. Dashy ran over to the box, opened it up, but it looked really complicated. Dashy said, I don't know what to do with all these wires. I don't know what to do with all these settings. How do we turn it off? Dashy said, like this. She pulled a big hammer out of her belt and with one hard swing, smashed the box into a million pieces. The box flew apart. The electrical impulse was gone. The great beast was riled, and he was really worried. And when he didn't feel like he was being electrocuted, he raised his huge wings, and he pushed the net off. But in that moment, he also pushed Dashy. Dashy flew across the room and hit a wall, went, and she fell down and got hurt. She wasn't moving. Tweak said, no, Dashy! Captain Barnacle and Quasi, um, Captain Barnacle and Peso, were getting close to the blue meanie, but they couldn't get around that gun that he was shooting. The blue meanie said, You're never gonna take my great bath. Before he knew it, the great beast brought his big claw jaws down on the back of his uh, purple cape. The, and the great beast lifted him high into the air. The blue meanie went, No! The great beast started spinning in circles faster and faster and faster. The blue meanie couldn't hold on to his gun. He couldn't hold on to his cape. He couldn't hold on to anything. The dog was spinning so fast. The gun flew against the wall and broke. His cape shredded, flew from his body. Only bits and pieces being held by the great beast in his mouth were keeping him attached to the great beast. All at once, when it seemed the great beast couldn't spin any faster, he let the blue meanie go. The blue meanie flew high and far, farther than anyone thought he could. And they heard him yell as he went, No! Off into the distance. So far, they couldn't even see where he landed. 
The great beast turned to Captain Barnacles and Peso. Great Captain Barnacles said, Thank you so much, my friend. He patted the great beast on the nose. So did Peso. That's when Tweak said, Captain, dare she's hurt. Peso said, Oh no. The great beast looked down. Captain Barnacle and Peso jumped on top of the great beast's nose, and the great beast lowered them to the ground. They ran over to Dashy. Peso said, Look out. He'd got his medical bag, and he started to help, um, he started to help Dashy, but he said, She's not waking up. I need something to help her wake up. He looked through his bag and said, Where is it? Where is it? At that moment, the great beast opened his big mouth, and his huge, wet tongue came out. He gave Dashy the biggest, wettest lick right across the face. Dashy woke up and went, Ew! <laughs> and then she said, What happened? Peso said, I guess the great beast thinks he's my nurse's assistant. Good job. The great beast went, Woof! The great beast came in really close to Dashy. He was sorry that he had hit her with his wing. It was an accident. Dashy gave him a big hug on the nose and said, It's okay, I knew you were just trying to get out. Captain Barnacle said, My friend, the great beast, why did you call us here? Did you know the blue meanie was coming? The dog shook his head. He went over to the nest, made a few circles, and then laid down. The eggs were cracking. That's when Peso said, Oh, he wanted us to help be here to help him hatch the hatchlings. The four aquanauts went over. These huge eggs were so big, but the little hatchlings inside were having trouble getting out. And the great beast was too big to help pull the shells off without hurting the babies. That's when Peso realized, we need to help the babies be born. Quick, everybody pull the shells off. Captain Barnacle pulled shells open, releasing the babies. So did Tweak and Dashy and Peso. Each baby came out with big blue eyes, making little tiny woof sounds, going woof, woof. The babies were hatched and they were safe, and the great beast was so happy that the aquanauts had come to help. Captain Parnacle said, We're so glad we were able to help, my friend, but now we need to go back to the octopod. But how are we going to get there, said Dashy? We don't have the yellow portal. The great beast gave a loud roof, and he let down his huge wing like a ramp. Oh, you're going to give us a ride, said Peso. Great. The eggs had hatched, and the little great beasts were in their nests eating their meal of bones. bones. With the little great beasts eating their bones, they knew that they would be safe while the great beast parent took them home. The aquanauts climbed onto his back, holding onto handfuls of feather and fur. The great beast flapped his wings. All the dust in the castle and um, fallen feathers and fur rustled as if a huge storm was coming. Wind filled the courtyard and the trees began to move as the dog lifted off into the air. The great beast flew high, very high, and then he flew fast. Across, across streams and mountains, across fields and forests, until he dropped them off right where they had started. He dropped them off right there at their gup. He let his friends go, gave them each a big lick on the face, and flew away. The end. Hi, I'm Ryan McAdam, and you're listening to the Bedtime Story Podcast, I Love You, Now Go to Sleep. 
These are bedtime stories I tell my kids, usually made up on the fly, so yeah, they can be structurally kind of rough. The stories are about the adventures of a magical pink winged unicorn named Astro, who was made up by my daughter. To be fair, Astro's not always in the stories. Many of these adventures feature just my kids' favorite cartoon characters from whatever cartoon they are watching at the moment, but Astro was the genesis for these bedtime stories and this podcast. I record these stories on my phone in my kids' room, and it's common to have my daughters interject during the story to make sure the plot is going in their approved direction. Sometimes the stories are long and sometimes short. Sometimes I get really into the stories, and sometimes it's just been a long day. Sometimes these stories get rowdy, and sometimes these stories can even be a bit scary. Though I do my best to keep things on the up and up with my five-year-old and her younger sisters. I hope you enjoy them. We have fun making them, usually. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a rating wherever you're listening. And with that, let's begin.